Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. to Scary Savannah and Beyond. We're releasing an episode tonight. It's a little off our normal schedule, but there has been a big development in a true crime case that we've been following on the podcast, and we thought we should share it with you as soon as we found out. So without any further hesitation, Crystal, could you please tell us what is going on? I'm sure everyone has seen at this point, but they have found Alec Murdoch guilty on two counts of murder and weapons charges, and a record of like less than three hours. That is insane because we saw the, they started deliberating late this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I, you said, there's no way it's going to be done today. Yeah. I thought for sure, at least go to tomorrow. It was going to be something that you thought positively, I might even go into next week. They're Mm going to be sitting around. They're going to be talking about it. There's so much evidence. All of it is circumstantial, right? Yes. So there's no direct connection that he had committed these crimes. However, the amount of circumstantial evidence that the prosecution presented was apparently overwhelming to the jury, at least. Yeah, like I said the other day, they had convinced me by that point. But still, I feel like I would have taken a good amount of time to go through it all again because it lasted for six weeks. So they've heard from so many different experts, witnesses. All that. And so they had a lot, but I guess they had been just thinking about it on their own this whole time. I'm sure. And and the jury is not allowed to keep notes, right? All the reporters and the people in the crowd, like the other podcasters that are in there, have the ability to take these notes. But Mm -hmm. they've had to remember all these facts all the way through the, what has it been, six weeks? Six weeks. That they've been doing this case. 
And I did hear him say, because I was sitting working today and she left the TV on in our bedroom, which is near my office. I have both TVs on, like one upstairs, one downstairs. I have it on my phone going while I'm moving around so I can hear the whole thing all day. Yeah, she went and had her nails done today. And I and I noticed when I was working, I was taking a break to go uh, get a water out of the refrigerator. And I saw the judge was uh, talking about... Uh, telling the jury, instructing them on what they need to do. So I was like, I guess this means that they're done and the jury's getting ready to go deliberate. Mm -hmm. And that happened and I texted her and I said, the judge is instructing the jury. And she's like, immediately responds, I'm listening to it right <laughs> of now. Of course I was listening. I said, are you not getting your nails done currently? <laughs> but you probably have everyone in that nail salon listening to it, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was already done at that point. I was at Walmart, but I walk around with my... AirPods in so I can hear it. Is there ever a waking moment where you're not listening to podcasts? Oh, not even a sleeping moment because I wear a mask at night with built-in air, uh, AirPods, whatever they are, earphones, you, headphones, things. You, so you've probably listened to more podcasts than the average podcast listener will consume in their entire normal adult lifetime, I right? probably have. And I, I just, it's probably why I'm so invested in this case because I've been listening to other people for years now. And I'm sure some of them are quite happy with this verdict. What do you think about the verdict? I think before we get to what I think about the verdict, there were a couple of strange things that happened in the case today as well, wasn't there? There was. This morning started with a dismissal of one of the jurors, which is a little odd on the day it's supposed to end. That is crazy. The reasoning was that she, I think it was a she, had been, yeah, it was a she. she we had know because we've heard. Yeah, had been communicating with at least three different people regarding the case. And he said that she had not given her opinion to them of what she was going to vote, which way she was going to vote. But she had violated his order of not speaking with anyone. And this judge takes stuff seriously. He does. He keeps, he runs a tight ship. Do you think I should play the audio of what it was that the woman, when she was being notified, she was being dismissed. She was telling the judge what she had left in the jury room. Yeah, he said, did you leave anything behind that you need to get? And she said the following. Have you brought everything that you have outside of you left some stuff in there? What do you have in there? A dozen eggs. Say again? A dozen eggs. A dozen eggs. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're going to leave the eggs. You want to leave the eggs or take the eggs? You're going to take the eggs. So, Mr. Bales, can you retrieve from the jury room her dozen eggs, uh, her purse, and what else? And a bottle of water. You can get those things from the jury room. So that is so South Carolina. <laughs> I need to get my eggs. You know, one of them good jurors <laughs> done brought us a, a dozen, dozen eggs each. <laughs> like, were they hard boiled? I, no. I've got to know more about these eggs. No, they came off a farm, I'm sure. Oh, so she just brought one for each of them, though? One. It was a dozen eggs, and there's a dozen jurors. I assume that she brought a dozen eggs for everybody, or he, whoever it's it is that brought the eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, come on. It says Southern hospitality. You bring somebody, you, you sitting on, a jury with 11 other people over the course of six weeks, and you ain't going to bring some farm fresh eggs. <laughs> now, come on. This ain't Ohio. But what this, this ain't New York. <laughs> we bringing you some eggs. And um, she was dismissed. And originally there were six alternate jurors. He wanted to, you know, cover all his bases. Yeah. 
and they were down to one left after she was replaced. So they were cutting it pretty cutting close. Very close. And by law, that juror has to be dismissed once they go to deliberations, but both the prosecution and the defense requested that she stay just in case, because I think they thought they might have a shot and I, they wanted. Well, they I had think, to think Either that. way, I think they wanted a conclusion. I do not think they wanted to go through another trial. I don't think if they went and redid this trial that I could watch it again and, and what little I've watched of it. Cause it's just like, man, it's like a, gotta be emotionally exhausting for everybody involved for everybody. to go through all of this. Mm-hmm. And then if you had one person, which apparently everyone was of like mind, they were because they probably walked into the jury room. All of them sat down and said, so he did it right. And, <laughs> That's what like, it sounds yeah. like. and they're like, well, y'all want to hear about Bessie. She done laid a whole bunch of nice eggs. <laughs> And I'm unfortunately not going to be able to bring them to you again because we're handing in the verdict three hours from now. Well, once it was at past an hour, I thought, okay, well, they're really talking about it now. I mean, if it was, I figured if it was going to be guilty right away, they would have done it. Half an hour, maybe. Well, maybe an hour because you got to at least discuss the points. Because then people will think, even if you already, because I figure at this point, these people knew what they thought. And you asked me earlier what my opinion of this is, and do I think that he was guilty? And if I were on that jury, what would you would be I the holdout? Voted? <laughs> I say that I don't want to believe it, but due to the overwhelming amount of evidence, and that's what you had mentioned that I think it was Creighton Waters you said, mm-hmm. how he made a comparison of evidence being like you're in a house, there's you hear thunder. You hear rain, isn't that how the comparison went? But then uh, eventually you go outside and it's sunny. And so you're not going to say that even though you didn't directly see the storm, that it didn't rain because you've got all the evidence. Evidence. You don't see the rain, Mm -hmm. but you heard everything involved with it and the overwhelming amount of You see the puddles on the ground. The puddles on the ground, then that lets you believe, well, it rained. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to see it. And a reasonable person would make the conclusion that would. it rained. And I say that to say this, that if I were on that jury, I believe I would have had to have vote that I believe he did do it, that he was guilty. I, w- I don't want to think that way, but I don't see any other way that this could have happened. If there were just one or two bits of that circumstantial evidence, then no, I would not have but there was just an overwhelming amount of stuff to the point where it couldn't all be coincidental. Yeah, and I think really that video of him being at the kennels that Paul had was what was his undoing. It was just uh, too I mean, you much can't to overcome it from. because you've already lied about it, and, and that then hurt him because mm-hmm. he lied about everything. So yeah. the jury's How are like, they supposed even, to believe anything he says? Even if they feel bad for him or they don't want to think it, you also have to take that into account. The man is clearly just because he's thief, which he's admitted to being mm-hmm. on the stand, doesn't mean he's a murderer, but they are like, he'll lie about anything. And everything. And everything. Lie what he had for breakfast. And Did you have eggs, Alec? <laughs> and he's clearly an actor. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it was shock, but when they read the verdict and Alec Murdoch stood up, he showed basically no emotion the whole time. Right. He just stood there stone cold. His face didn't even turn red. Did you no, notice? And it normally red. does. He didn't cry. He didn't get up visibly upset. Now, I think he had already resigned the fact when he heard that he was going back in that quickly. He probably already prepared well, he's himself. He's a lawyer, so he yeah. had to have known that was not good news for the defendant right. when that kind of thing happens. How often 
do you think that a jury reaches a verdict that quickly and the verdict is not guilty? Mm, not often. Probably not often. No. So I was a little surprised by that. But the biggest thing that happened, at least in my opinion, and, and he made a big deal, the judge made a big deal of this after the fact. But when Alec was told that he was guilty, then he said, the judge said, take, you can take him away. Mm-hmm. So they handcuffed him. And they walked him to the left of the judge's bench. If you're looking directly at the judge's bench, like somebody in the uh, in the audience would be looking. And when Alec walked by, the camera panned and followed him all the way to the doorway. And when it did so, it showed every single juror that was there on camera. It did. And the judge was very clear about protecting their identity. He didn't want anyone knowing who they are for their own privacy's sake. He said that if you get harassed, he said, well, first he said is you are now free to talk about Mm -hmm. this to whoever you want. You can say anything you want. However, I've gone to great pains to make sure that you are kept private and that your identities are not released. And if somebody harasses you, then let me know and I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested to see what he's going to think when he finds out that court TV broadcast for the world Every single member of the jury. Unless that's just a thing they can do as soon as it's over. I mean, I don't know. Are they able to like, as they're walking out of the court, are they allowed to film them? I'm not sure. I don't know because it seems like they would have this protection until they're out of the court. And so maybe it's okay. If it's not, it seems like a very big blunder yeah. By court TV. And they were really just that. trying to follow watching Alec out of the courtroom. But inadvertently, mm, you see the whole. Well, <laughs> maybe they were. And maybe somebody accidentally said, camera three, follow them out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. At Granger. We're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I don't think I would like to have been on camera had it been me because yeah. because one, one way I or another is when they they made each juror because they gave the verdict, the mm-hmm. clerk read the verdict, the clerk read the verdict wrong, 
but I don't know if it was a matter of the ver- the date. Well, she the read date. the date wrong. She now, said 2-3-23, which is 3-2. Either she read two. it wrong or it was written wrong and she was reading it as it was written. Mm-hmm. They gave the verdict, but then I think the defense, I don't know if it was the prosecution of the defense, said they wanted a polling of the whole jury. The so they made every single juror individually be asked the question, is this your verdict? Is this still your verdict? And well, it's just the last shot at one of them standing up and saying, no, they, I was pressured into this. It's just something they probably do as a tactic. Because, you know, they were throwing everything they had at the end. He was like, we, we move for a mistrial. Yeah. Well, Based on try? what now? You know, you know? <laughs> why not try? But did you notice the way that Alec looked at the jury as they were all reading that off? You could see he was looking yeah. at every single one. As they read it, and then they brought that alternate juror back into the courtroom after, I, I don't remember if it was before or after they read the verdict, but after. you could see her him stare her down, mm-hmm. too, when she came in the courtroom. And I'm like, that's got to be a little scary. Yeah. Because clearly, he's going to be in jail. Yeah. His dad's gone, and you don't know what kind of power these people have or don't have, mm-hmm. or if anyone might be in danger. And I'm not saying anyone is, but... You, you got to have that in the back of your mind. They had to have a lot of courage to make that verdict, I think, in that county. I think so. Under those circumstances. I think they did. And this is something that's probably going to affect them for the rest of their life as long as they live in that area. Probably. Because, uh, it's but not- I feel like a lot of the people are, you know, glad that this happened because now they don't fear the Murdochs because they've taken them down, really. Finally been called to accountability. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that any of the rest of them need any kind of accountability because I don't know anything beyond what's happening outside of what happened to Alec. But I I believe he's getting what he deserves because the way our justice system works, this is how a person is fairly tried before a jury of their peers. And they unanimously found him guilty within less than three hours. So for those people who are the only people that matter in this case, it isn't the true crime podcasters. It isn't the media. It isn't anybody who's an expert in any of these fields. It's those 12 people who hear the evidence and are instructed with the law and they make the decision, is he guilty or not? And they believe he was guilty. So, you know, they're the, they're the true. I think the majority of people believe he's guilty. And I think I could, I could vote guilty. I was going to ask you that. Would you have voted guilty? I could, as long as it wasn't a death penalty, because I'm not anti-death penalty per se for certain instances, but I, I'm i convinced beyond most reasonable doubt, not in all reasonable doubt, because what if just the one, you know, what if there was someone else and then you're sentencing him to death? But I do believe yeah, that's true. I could vote guilty for life or whatever he's going to get, because he is clearly in need of punishment. Yeah, and he said for all the, the crimes he's committed. Minimum penalty for I assume each charge of murder so. is thirty years. Yeah. The maximum is clearly life. life. So he's got two charges. The weapons charges, they said the minimum penalty is five years. I think it's the maximum. Or the maximum. And, so, it, w- yeah. and it would serve concurrently mm-hmm. with life. Yeah, he, he don't life. have to worry too much about the the weapons. That's not a big concern. I think that's a yeah. kind of just to throw it in there. Well, even if they don't give him life for these murders, which they should, mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be guilty of the financial crimes whenever they get around to trying those because he's admitted it mm-hmm. on the stand. So there's really no way to go back around and lie about that. I don't think. Right. 
And that's just going to be tacked on to whatever else he's doing. I assume if you've been charged for multiple crimes and there's multiple trials, let's say he gets life for these murders and then he gets convicted for whatever the sentence is for the financial crimes. When you serve that, are those concurrent? Or it's up to the to judge back back? and the laws in that particular instance. But because just because most likely a, it'll be concurrent. Just because they get a life sentence doesn't mean that they necessarily would serve life. Well, right? they didn't say life without parole. I don't believe. I didn't hear that. Yeah, so I think I would have noticed right. that. Maybe someday he'll convince a parole board to let him out. So who knows? They need to get all the charges on him. They can if they want to keep him there. I think so. And I know that the prosecution's case was a little shaky at times, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they did a pretty good job from what I saw to get enough evidence out there. Yeah, they really uh, built and built and built a house that you can't really just ignore. And it just seems like everything the defense did was just trying to play off. Oh, look at him, how good he is and how much he loves his family. and And there wasn't really anything they were bringing to the table that would lead you to say, well, this is definitely something that stands up against what the prosecution's saying. And yeah. I believe this. He has no integrity. He has no. Yeah, you can't you know, believe in his integrity. Yeah. He doesn't have any kind of good story. As right. to, and, and granted, the defense doesn't have to say who did the crime. All they have to do is defend their their client and say there's reasonable doubt he did not do this. But it was always weird to me that he would be up on the stand and he would be so adamantly clear about certain mm-hmm. things, but then anything else that was kind of, you know, murky, he was like, well, I, I don't really remember. I'm I don't almost recall. certain. Yeah, I don't I'm recall. Almost certain, it's but not I don't how recall. I remember it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember it that way. And no, but whenever it was something that he thought was helping his case, mm-hmm. he remembered that 100% clarity. So I don't believe that. That just okay. to me, it's selective memory and it's too convenient i think he's been a liar his whole life and i think it's second nature to him and i think even he believes his own lies at this point and i think he's probably even convinced himself that even though he he probably knows he did it he's probably still sees himself as the victim in this people like that uh I, i still think he's probably not grasping what just happened right just this short time ago Thank you for listening to this episode of Scary Savannah and Beyond. We just wanted to drop this on you because we know a lot of you have been following this case as well. This just happened tonight and it is March 2nd. So the sentencing will happen at 9.30 a.m. Friday, which is tomorrow. So you can find out what the judge decides to do about sentencing and I assume that's going to wrap this case up, right? It is. And I do feel like justice was served in that area, but I at the same time, I feel bad for the family that's left, you know, the Murdoch family, yeah, the Murdoch family because, you know, he has a son, he has brothers and sisters, and I don't know what all they've done or what, but their whole world has been, it's I don't been think any of them, yeah, for yeah, years. right. But maybe at least this will bring some sort of end to the daily torture of going to court and what I felt Hearing bad about this. the most at the end there was watching his son Buster sitting there, mm-hmm. watching his dad be convicted. So he's not only seeing his dad getting convicted of double murder, but it's the murder of his mother and brother. So either way he goes, he's like, he's got to be conflicted. He's right. like, I love my dad, but I love my mom and I love my brother. And if he did this, then 
what kind of mon- if I believe the jury, what kind of monster is my dad mm-hmm. if he didn't do it? To me, it just seems like he's in a no-win situation mm-hmm. where he's at. And so I did feel bad for him. He looked clearly visibly upset, far more upset than Alec himself yeah. looked. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will bring some sort of closure for all the families that have been affected by it. And tomorrow we'll find out how long he's going to spend in jail. This is all up to Judge Newman, and I'm pretty sure he is quite on board with this uh, He was smiling when he came out to the bench yeah. when they were bringing the jury out. Now, I don't know if it had any relation to this verdict that happened, because clearly he didn't know it. Mm-hmm. He might just be happy that the case is over. Yeah, I think he was a very fair judge, but I think he's seen a lot of cases and seen a lot of defendants, and I think he knew and he knows that type of person, and I think he's very confident that they made the right choice. He very clearly did not care for Alec Murdoch. That much I could tell. Well, and I don't think that. he came out as an um, you know as biased. I think he just like looked at the evidence like yeah. everyone else did. What did mean he came it. out being biased? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could tell he did not care for Alec Murdoch. Right. He, I believe, he thought he did it. Yeah. But. I mean, if you think that this man shot his wife and son, yeah, put him in jail for sure. So I agree with him. So keep listening. This Sunday we're going to have a very special episode. As you recall, we told you how we went to Las Vegas. Well, when we went to Vegas, we went to Tonopah, Nevada, which is home to the infamously haunted Clown Motel. The scariest motel in America, it says, on says their so merchandise. Right there on the merchandise. Right on their merch. On all that merch we bought. Yeah. So stay tuned for that on Sunday at 8 p.m., and we're going to be having all kinds of interesting stuff. Apparently, not just the Clown Motel, but the whole city is haunted. Yeah, and it's a really interesting little town that you wouldn't think. You know, I think it was a real little gym. I wish we had looked at it better before we went. Yeah. We are going back to Vegas again, we hope. And when we go, we're going to see about maybe making another trip and staying in another haunted motel that's in the city, which if you want to know what that one is, listen to the episode and find out. So thank you for joining us and we'll be talking to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.